is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. Welcome back to another brand new, almost end of the year episode of Words from Blurs. I am JT. And not by my side, but in your other ear, as always, is my co-host, Adu. How's it going, Adu? Yeah, what's up, what's up? Uh, it's going good. Um, been watching a lot of, like, uh, Star Wars stuff lately. Yeah, Mandalorian. Okay, How you been watching Discovery? Um, I, well, I, I re-watched The Phantom Menace the other day. That is not um, my question. Wait, oh, what was your question? Sorry, I thought you said what you've been watching. My bad. What'd you, what'd you ask? I said, I said, but have you watched Discovery? Oh, Discovery. <laughs> I, I got, I got, I got kind of sidetracked by Star Wars stuff again. I, I will watch Discovery one day. I will. I will. It's too much stuff out here. On top of that, Titans just got put on Max, so I gotta look at that. Because I've heard good things. I've heard bad things. I want to see f- about it for myself. Um, the new Animaniac show is like really good and hilarious. So there's that. Uh, there's just there's too much stuff out here, man. But, but fucking Star Trek Discovery has been out for bricks, my man. I'm just trying to understand. Whatever. It's just another John Wick at this point. I will see John Wick. I no, will. I don't give... The audience I will. believe you. I don't believe you. I saw I saw I saw like the first act of John Wick one. The first act is literally two and other acts to watch and you gave up. Get the I didn't give up. I just I I something interrupted me and then I just I don't you remember. Know how long what, has been since the first I John Wick movie came out? Do you know a how very long? a long time? Didn't the first John Wick movie come out in like uh twenty I don't know, ten or some shit? I think so. I mean, um I'll, I'll, I'll look at it, man. You know, there's there's still time. 2014, actually. Oh, 2014. Well, six years. Six. Six years. Six years. Regardless, we have a show to get to, and we have some things to to discuss. Yes, we do. The first thing being, filming for the Disney Plus original series Hawkeye has officially begun, and Haley Steinfeld has been confirmed to be playing Kate Bishop. Yeah, I, I like the way that um, uh, Jeremy Renner said it. Right, like uh, I, I don't know if it was a tweet or something, but he wrote like it, it was the way it was worded. It was like, "See, guys, we're actually like filming it. Like, told you, I definitely have a show." Like that was kind of funny to me. Uh, Haley Stenf, what what she what's she known for? Wasn't she the voice of Gwen Stacy in uh, Spider Verse? Yeah, she was also on Bumblebee. She was in that movie uh, Forever. Uh, it was a seventeen. Um, I think it was what was it called? I think it was Forever Seventeen or something. The I forget edge, what it is. The edge, edge of seventeen. The edge of seventeen. She was in Pitch Perfect two and three. Like she's she's been in in, in a few movies. Not not all hits. Some misses. Quite quite a few misses, in fact. But she was never a bad part in those movies, which is which is the good thing. We yeah, I, right I ain't there. got nothing bad to say about her. And she's she's a little singer too. She's she's a pretty talented singer as well. Oh, and of course, we're talking about her very first film starring 
uh, opposite the dude, uh, the big Lebowski and True Grit. Oh, the, the remake. Oh, that was her, the, uh, the little girl. Yeah, she was. That was her breakout role in True Grits, opposite Jeff Bridges and Matt Damon. Oh yeah, yeah, I I saw that. She was getting that. Yeah. So, Kate Bishop being in the Hawkeye show, do you think this might be like setting up for an eventual Young, young Avengers? Yeah, exactly. Um, yes, because uh, our source has definitely said that Marvel has definitely has that idea on the back burner. Okay. Like Spider Man is going to be in that. Kate Bishop. I'm assuming. Um. Uh, well, I can't say for certain. But oh yeah. Um. Uh. Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, and we don't know what else they've got. They've got planned okay. in terms of okay. series and characters. Now I, I ask you this: Do you think it's going to be a Disney Plus show or is it going to be a movie? Young Avengers? Yeah, a show or movie? Ooh. I feel like that could be the actual crossover event that Marvel attempts. That could be their own version of a crossover um, um, event. Mm. For, could, for the, it for the could shows? very well damn be a movie, but I'm going to assume with a lot of these characters being introduced in series, I mean, apart from Spider-Man, um, that it, it, yeah, I think it might be uh, like a limited series. Mm. Similar to uh, the Defenders, very much so. Okay, but hopefully better executed. Uh, you know, people, people. I don't know, man. I like the the, the Defenders. I get it though. I get why people didn't like it. it it's that much, it's a I big toss up. There there are good things about it. There are bad things about it. Yeah. But off the but often more it edges more towards the bad than good. Yeah, a lot of stuff being related to Iron Fist. Yeah, yeah. Terrible casting yeah. choice. And but, I didn't. I didn't hate Iron Fist as much as other people did. And, and according to um, the, our source as well, Hawkeye and in his series will be going deaf. Wait, did you say deaf or in depth? No, he'll be going deaf, as in losing his hearing. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Because I, I do why? believe that that is. Uh, I can't remember what because I don't. I've never really read Hawkeye comics, but I think it is. That's a major story arc in the comics for Hawkeye, where he. He starts to lose his hearing, and at one and in the like the old man Logan universe, he loses his sight. Yeah, yeah, he does. Well, I mean, damn. Okay, so like Kate Bishop has to like take his mantle. She might take. Yeah, she might take his mantle. I mean, I don't. I don't know if this is kind of this show is basically a kind of like a passing of the torch. Hold on. So in a universe where like you can make like basically a a, a, a a human suit that's like a tank and like a whole bu- whole bunch of techno and like shoot missiles from your glasses you mean to tell me stark industries can't make some like super advanced hearing aid for the homie hawkeye i'm telling you man we have we ha- there has to be some reason to make this hero vulnerable i don't know it, it just I, I just can't be convenient that his the the company of his ex uh, dead billionaire friend was able to make him something. And hey, I find I it very hard to believe the MCU doesn't have some dope ass hearing aids. I feel like Hawkeye. I, I don't know. I feel like in this series, Hawkeye is on the run or something. So I, I don't think he really has the time to go get an, an ear or a coaxial implant. Mm, all right. Remember all that shit Hawkeye was doing as Ronan. So I, oh yeah, good point. I think that I think that his series might be all that shit catches up to him. So to speak, and so he's kind of on the run. 
And so I think he, he, he'll, he, whilst on the run, he starts to lose his hearing and he never really has a chance to, you know, to, to deal with it with by getting some implant or whatever. But it will be interesting. It'll, I mean, Hawkeye is clearly not a superhuman. He's clearly just a man with a, but like superb aim. Mm-hmm. But it would, it, it's what makes these heroes having their own like disabilities and demons is what makes them compelling. It's, it's how they overcome that those things and fight with those things that makes them so compelling. Like, even though it wasn't really touched on much, Tony Stark with his fucking gambling and drinking addiction, you know, and Professor X is a fucking paraplegic. He still has powers. Like, it's how they push forward despite, you know? And so I look forward to seeing that and that, and maybe seeing Hawkeye lose a step while training, I'm guessing, Kate Bishop. That's, I wish, again, I, I know very little about Kate Bishop, to be honest. I don't, I didn't, I mean, I know she existed, but I, again, I don't know diddly squat about her. Same. So I'm excited to learn more about her from the show. And um, do you think that the Hawkeye show will even, like, touch a little bit on his time as Ronan? Oh, absolutely. That was, what, a five-year period? That shit is gonna, is definitely catching up to him. I'm, I am sure it's gonna, it's gonna, um, catch up to him he was five years without his family he was on he was on a fucking suicide mission in which he was never going to die because he's a fucking great hand-to-hand combatant okay so that, that'd be we get to see more of hawkeye with the with the mohawk oh uh that'll that i won't i don't know if they'll do flashbacks they may just do him wearing yeah stuff. like like what you were saying with um the heroes of vulnerabilities that's that's kind of like that's always been like the Marvel and DC thing, right? Like the Marvel heroes were always heroes that like had vulnerabilities or to an extent may have been like rejects, like the thing or Hulk or something. And, you know, the DC heroes were always seen more as like uh, what you would aspire to want to be, you know, almost some of some of them in some cases, like literal gods. Yeah. So DC is definitely overpowered, which has always been their problem. And you and I understand that from a filmmaking per, um, perspective that we have to, or at least the filmmakers, they have to kind of depower them a little bit, so to speak, to make them more relatable, to make the story worth seeing. And to the audience, um, it can appear as though it's a gut punch because they're, they're expecting their superheroes to be able to handle a fucking problem in under five minutes just because they're a fucking superhero and it it, it kind of makes a double-edged sword depower as depowerizing them or depowering them so uh, so to speak um so it, it's kind of tricky at least with dc marvel is definitely kind of given a lot of every men um or made a lot a lot of every men and women um their heroes or at least the center of their their stories mm-hmm. so it it it's it's harder for dc in terms of powers so like i said it's always good to dehuman to not to dehumanize but to humanize these superhero characters whether they're regular heroes like hawkeye and batman or super superheroes like superman and thor 
Yeah, I mean, look at the Aquaman movie, right? Like, growing up, we were used to Aquaman being, like, this kind of stuffy, you know, regal guy or or even the one from uh, Unlimited, right, where he was, like, kind of more of a badass. But, like, in uh, the movie, he's, like, a total dude, bro, which I, I didn't have, like, a problem with it or anything, but, like, that's kind of, like, an example of kind of uh, grounding them a little bit more. Yeah, it's giving them a personality that's not so high and mighty. So I I'm 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 definitely into the this whole like possible young Avengers thing they might be doing, especially with that lineup. Uh and I, I if it happens, I can't I can't wait to see what they do with it. And I remember uh and I don't know if I should say remember, but they were definitely still talking about doing a Novacore movie at some point. Ah, yeah, yeah. So that might still be on the table. But in terms of this series, uh, I'm glad they're finally starting on it. That I'm assuming that means it might come out sometime next year because I think other than WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier, that might be the only series that's filming for them right now. I know they have Kamala Khan cast and supposedly they have She-Hulk cast, but there has been, like, but the cameras haven't started rolling on those series yet. Mm. So at least this is a this is good familiarity. At least audiences are familiar with Hawkeye, just like they're familiar with Wanda and Vision and um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. So they these shows will set the groundwork for the more experimental shows to come down the line with uh, Miss Marvel, with She Hulk, with Moon Knight. Same, yeah. Um, and I think that the way they're doing it is really good. You know, you start out with the characters that people are, you know, that they know, and then you know you lead them more into like new characters for them to get familiar with. Right, right. It's exactly kind of like what what Thor did when he introduced in his first movie when he introduced Hawkeye, for example. Hawkeye was, I mean, for the most part, a lot of the Avengers were kind of. C-list characters, if we're being honest. Yeah, we knew them from the comic books, mm. but for the mainstream audiences, they were like B C-list characters. Like maybe they definitely heard of Hulk. Maybe they heard of Iron Man and Cap. Mm, yeah. But yeah, so this it's good to kind of establish things with these bigger names or these more well-known names and then lead in later down the line with these more experimental, more experimental newer characters audiences have yet to meet i think it's a good plan and i think it's why disney plus will succeed in the future you know as long as they release more than one fucking show that everybody <laughs> fucking mandalorian is all, is all i'm paying how, i don't even know how much i'm fucking paying for disney plus right now i just know i'm basically paying for the mandalorian <laughs> It's so funny. I've heard so many people say that they only got they only get Disney Plus for the Mandalorian, and then like basically nothing else. I don't know, man. Their their original stuff. I don't know if it's really hidden. Like, do you, did you do you even remember that when Disney Plus first dropped, they made a live action Lady in the Tramp movie? I do. It's in my queue. I've yet to watch it, but See, I do plan no on. one talks about it. No one even like really remembers it. I think that's because they they didn't really like put a big marketing campaign behind it they kind of just oh like, yeah, included yeah, they, it. yeah like yeah i think they just kind of included it in disney on disney plus and assumed people would kind of scroll through and look 
and boom, it would be there. But no, people were more concerned with Mandalorian. And so, of course, it got swept under the rug. But have you seen that movie? Lady and the Tramp? No, I ain't seen it. I heard it it was actually a pretty decent little little movie compared to their their regular or at least their last couple of shitty um uh, live action adaptations. Yeah, yeah. Mulan did not hit at all. No, no, and it, they just released that today or I'm sorry, yesterday. I know them um, people that paid that thirty dollars, man. Shit, I I wasn't about to pay no thirty dollars for no damn Mulan. <laughs> and they wasn't about to sing I'll make a man out of you. No thank nope. you. Anyway, what, what do we got next? HollywoodReporter.com is reporting that writer Kat Vasco has been hired to pen a female-centric Plastic Man movie. She's known for adapting the uh, Margot Robbie-led Queen of the Air. I'm not very familiar with I'm, Kat Vasco, Vasco as a writer. I'm not either, nor that nor that Queen of the Air movie. Yeah, um, but apparently she's known for writing pretty strong female-led scripts. Uh, female-led Plastic Man movie kind of... Made my ears perk up because I'm like, so are they gonna like gender bend Plastic Man, or is Plastic Man just gonna have like a main female cast, but he's the lead? Like, I, I, I mean, I don't. What's going on there? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I mean, Plastic Man in and of itself is a goofy character, and so I don't, I don't necessarily feel like it's a good idea to gender bend. I feel if anything. They can probably just do a whole, just do a, an actual female character. Don't gender bend an, uh, a g- generic, silly ass male character. I, I would love for there to be a movie about Vixen or something. Fucking. Oh my God, bro. If they did a Vixen movie. Man, shit. Man, there's so much potential in DC's female department. Like, mm-hmm. and it's, it goes beyond Harley Quinn and Wonder Woman. It goes beyond them. Those are just the the and bad girl, I guess. Those are just like the main few that people can think of. You know, those are those are what hit the mainstream the hardest. But if given the chance, man, fuck, I could see a multitude of of beautiful black women, uh, and uh, not necessarily well, they could race bend some characters for sure. But again. There needs to be more women in the theater. There needs to be more <laughs> female centric movies, not female race, uh, gender bent uh, movies. That's like fucking changing James Bond to Jane to Jane Bond. No, create a whole new badass female character, or stick with an actual a pre existing female character. Don't change an IP just for the sake of changing an IP to be to be a female. Give actual genuine thought. And how women are to be represented in a largely male-dominated um, culture and cinematic landscape. Yeah, he pretty much said everything there is to say, man. I mean, for real, like as far as DC movies, and Marvel's not any better because, like, <laughs> Black Black Widow is about to be their first, right? Black Widow. Oh, yeah, Captain Marvel. Captain oh, Marvel. That's too. their second. That's their yeah, second. second. But, I mean, but technically, Black Widow is their first female superhero. I mean, kind of technically, even though we're going chronologically, it is Captain Marvel because her movie takes place in the 90s. Yeah. But in terms of actual characters and the way they were released, it's Black Widow. Yeah. But yeah, and DC's got Wonder Woman, 
I guess uh, technically Birds of Prey, that's pretty much it, you know. Uh, but at least DC came out, you know, like they were they didn't go too far within their own movies before they had a, oh, yeah. a, a female-led superhero. They they knew yeah. what they had with Gal Gadot. Like a yeah. lot of people had their own doubts, of course, but that movie delivered at least maybe not in the third act, but it delivered in terms oh, definitely of box not in the third office. act. Yes, but it delivered in terms of box office appeal and general audience appeal. Because for the longest time, as you know, it was suggested that women just would not sell in terms mm-hmm. of being action stars and leading movies. Wonder Woman disproved that, making over $700 million worldwide. Captain Marvel disproved that by making fucking billions. A billion. A billion, I should say. Like, it did. Fucking Oops. a billion dollars, like, off her first movie. Mm-hmm. Although it wasn't that great of a movie, but it still. was all right. It's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was all right, but it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't no Iron Man one or or Winter Soldier or nothing like that. Yeah, but you know, it, it was okay. But yeah, man, like for real, I, I I'm I so like I don't really know what like the wording they're saying like female centric classic man. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like. It's, I don't really even know enough to like really even like have a solid opinion yet because it's like i don't even i don't even know what you mean by that like but yeah, yeah I, 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 I like I, plastic I, man i do like plastic man but you know i don't I, know i think they might need to go back to the drawing board on on that description and definitely that take on the character if if it is indeed they're doing uh a gender bent uh plastic man what are you, what are you, mm-hmm. you gonna call her plastic woman plastic oh, gal plastic we already have gal. elastic girl I don't like that plastic gal. Plastic gal. Eh, I don't care for it either. But I don't know where, where else they would go. It's already fucking plastic man, which is already a, a comedic name in and of itself. But sticking in the realm of DC for a little minute, um, Ava DuVernay and Jill Blankenship will be writing and executive producing DC's Naomi. For the CW, the comic book and show are about a young black girl from a small town discovering a multiverse. Yeah, we were just talking about female-led superhero properties. There you go. Now, I've seen Naomi, like I've seen, um, like at least, I guess, you know how they have the main part of the comic book and then the last few pages they have like a little mini comic. I've Mm -hmm. seen that. They've had that of her, but I've not read it. So I don't really know much about the character to be tied to it. I mean, I'm I'm pro anything black and I'm definitely pro anything black woman. So mm-hmm. if if she's a superhero or she's able to traverse multiverses and jump from universe to universe, I'm down for that. I mean, I'm interested to see. I also I again I'm not really sure how well that translates through on the CW because i mean cw has not been known for great budgets and i would imagine traversing uh, multiverse to multiverse and discovering powers that relate to that that kind of travel also uh, a a nice little budget yeah and jill blankenship as a writer in the dc universe has a history for uh she's she's written for arrow oh um eh, let's let's steer clear i feel okay 
and let's just have a quick conversation real quick about about this because um we i don't think we've covered it uh black lightning has been canceled yeah oh yeah you're right yeah we haven't talked about uh, black supergirl yeah. has also been canceled yeah uh legends tomorrow of tomorrow uh i think has has one more season i mean these shows are, are currently filming their last seasons yeah and we have Superman stepping up, Superman and Lois stepping up. I mean, there's, I'm guessing because that's kind of their uh, bread and butter right now, but the Flash is still going strong. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know where they go canceling. I mean, Arrow's done. Yep. I don't know what they're doing with that Green Arrow and Black Canary show they were doing. I'm pretty sure that the 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 Arrow spinoff was uh, dead on arrival. I don't think that. Yeah, God, I never. I didn't want to see that shit anyway. Two Black Canaries and a female Green Arrow. Uh, it was. It was supposed to take place in like the future, right? Yeah, it was, that, yeah like it was that, Arrow's daughter. That, that future timeline. Yeah, with with yeah. Uh, Oliver's daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Nah. That's dead. That's not happening. Actually, no, it wasn't. Or I don't know. It was either was or she traveled yeah, back in time. That was the whole point of that portion of the uh, the final season to like set but up for the travel back in time to meet to meet Oliver though. Yeah, she did. And she one... went back in time, or did she stay? I don't remember. No, she didn't stay. She went back to her own time. Okay, so yeah, so yeah, so that's dead. I'm assuming we we don't we don't really have any official confirmation on that. So. I mean, I don't know if the CW is trying to like build back up what they're canceling in terms of DC content, but I would, I would just, I would much prefer that DC content come straight from HBO Max at this point. I mean, I don't know if you finished Supergirl. I mean, that's Supergirl. Star Star Girl. Girl. Yeah, I just, I just saw that it's on HBO Max. I got to check that out too fucking um, it's a fucking great show like i know greg berlanti and jeff johns are on that show that is like the highlight like that is the 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 bright spot of the dc tv universe to me more i mean it, huh more than doom patrol no when i say the the highlight i say it in terms of it is i mean it's a bright spot like it is literally nothing but optimism ah, gotcha. great action okay. like it's not it's this it's not terribly written like arrow but it's not like <laughs> god <super>, damn <laughs> but it's not like dark like titans you know titans okay. is its own kind of grit okay. but this is kind of on the more optimistic dc side kind of more like an act like action comic so to speak like what flash was in the in the first handful in the yeah and much much like that except the the budget is still going strong. Um, the the villains were great. The story was compelling. It was never too dark, never too light. It was a it had it was a nice kind of balance, mm. nice cool balance. And I would love, if, I mean, and Doom Patrol is uh, again that's its own uh, highlight. It's its own weird construct that doesn't really have a model. I can't say I've ever seen a show quite like Doom Patrol before. Even take away the fucking superhero element or the comic element from it. Can you name a show that you can recall that's anything like Doom Patrol? Yeah, I mean, I I was going to say Legends. Uh, 
I feel like it's it's close to it in tone and weirdness. Uh, I feel like uh, I don't know. I feel like Legends is more campy, like on the nose campy, where fucking Doom Patrol is just weird and outside of the box. I mean, but you can describe Legends as weird and out of the box too. Like, but it's a procedural though. Do- Doom Patrol isn't necessarily a procedural. Oh, you mean like the type of show that has like a season long arc? Yeah, like Doom Patrol. I mean, but Legend doesn't have a, a season. Well, I mean, I guess yeah, they, they do. do. Yeah, they do. But it's like, it's 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 very, it's a veil. It's a thin veil. Where I'm just saying, else. bro. I got a, any show that has a giant plush toy as the final boss. You you got you got to call it uh, weird and out of the box. I'll give you that. I'll give you it's a it's a it's a bit it's different for sure. But I mean, I could I can imagine a, a couple of shows doing things like that. I can I can't imagine half the things that have been that have gone that have been done in uh, in Doom Patrol in the first two seasons. Legends can't touch. Legends is his own thing. Congratulations, good for them. They are their own thing, but. Doom Patrol is just so much more out there. And Titans, if we're talking gritty superhero action show, Titans is on a... Is, I mean, it's not a high bar to meet, but it's way better than Arrow. They have a way better arc with Slade Wilson and his family. You know, we have a kind of... Uh, we have a raven that we've not seen in live action before. That is very much how I would imagine a, a high budgeted TV version of uh, Raven would be and, and Robin and Beast Boy and Starfire. So I think moving forward, I think it would, it would be great if most, if not all of DC TV content came from HBO Max. Hey, a uh, quick question, and don't don't spoil anything for me. But do you think it would be possible that we would see an adaptation of the Judas Contract in the Titans show? It happened. Oh, okay, okay. Well, don't say nothing else. Don't say nothing else. Oh, that's, all I, that's all I want to know. Okay, cool, right. cool. Don't say nothing else. All right, because that 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 makes me even more excited because I, I I started watching Titans. Okay. Yeah, that's all season two, buddy. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, that makes me even more, more like, because I love that storyline, so that makes me want to watch it even more. All right. So, yeah, looking forward. I mean, I'm looking forward. I guess I got to read my, read up on Naomi and see what her powers are and what her backstory is and just to kind of get myself more invested in the show as it progresses. But I love Ava DuVernay. She produces great pro-Black content. One of my favorite I, film directors. I, I will forgive her for a wrinkle in time. I wasn't even going to bring it up. Yep, we will leave that be. But other than that, she's a great filmmaker, a great writer, and I, I look forward to seeing uh, what she brings to uh, this show. What do we have uh, next on the docket? Well, uh, Naomi is all about multiverses, and speaking of multiverses, uh, CCXP is underway in Brazil, and oftentimes the Brazilian counterparts of Hollywood film studios are much more transparent with the public as Brazilian executive marketing director for Sony Pictures revealed a Spider-Man 3 tease that hints and also blatantly states that the film will see not one, 
but all three cinematic Peter Parkers, which has already been speculated for the last couple of months, especially with the inclusion of Doctor Strange, who in the video is labeled as Spider-Man's new mentor. <sighs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Again with the mentors, man. Can we can we move away from I I'm kinda I, hoping I, when okay, I'm not one of those people that like complains about Spider-Man yeah, always being I don't complain about that. Do I? Oh, I thought you were just gonna say complain, period. Uh, oh well ahead. yeah, I do do that, but I I'm specifically about like you know how it's been a, a, a popular uh, complaint that oh, Peter's too tied to Iron Man in his movies. Oh yeah, Peter yeah. Parker is too tied to this MCU as a whole, and it, it, it is detracting from his his character. Like, I kind, I kind of, I kind of disagree, but I, I'm not gonna like, argue. I, I, I get it, but I just, I, I think it's fine because like they kind of need a way to differentiate these movies from the other Spider-Man movies. And I, I love I superhero crossovers, but at the same time, I kind of thought when Tony died. We would be moving away from from the mentor thing, and now they're saying Doctor Strange is going to be his new mentor. I'm like, this thing is magic. Like, come on, dog. Why does Peter I think I think he just attracted to to dudes with beards? Tony Stark, <laughs> Nick Fury, Stephen Strange. I think, uh, yeah, I think fucking Peter Parker has a thing with older men and beards. Can Can he just be Spider Man on his own, please? Does he need a mentor? Like that's what makes him so compelling. I would. And I saw a tweet the other day that I would be I'd be down for it. Was, it was said something like Spider-Man Three is the movie that makes Peter Parker turn his back on the Avengers and and asking for really? help. Really, I mean, that, it, it was just a theory, you know. But oh, okay. I would be. I I think that would be a great idea if they could somehow write that in. I think it would be a great idea. Hey, did you see that uh that retweet on the on the at words from Blurred's Twitter account? Go follow it if you don't. Of that uh that suit. What suit? Spider-Man, the Spider Man suit. I don't mm. know. Okay, hold on. Uh, I'm gonna text it to you. I don't know for sure if it's like the suit that's gonna be in the Spider Man movie. Uh, absolutely not. Have did you see it? No, but I already know they they haven't they not they haven't released nothing. The only image we have of the suit is the the one that Tom okay, released I of just, himself. I just texted. Yeah, that is yeah. That's not this is a, this is a cosplay costume. No, no, dude. yeah, but you know how like that like in actual filming they have like the stand in and then in post production they add all the, you know the movie shine onto it. Yeah, no, this ain't that. This ain't that. Okay. I, I was thinking, like, were they inspired by like the suit in the in the uh, PlayStation game? Yeah, no, that is a suit from the PlayStation game, but it is a cosplay suit. Someone made okay. that just for themselves. Okay. Okay, because I was thinking, is is this is the new suit in Spider Man Three is going to be? Because if it is, it's not bad. I like it. Yeah, it, it, the the upside down spider is, is an interesting look, and I, I I like it myself too. But no, that that won't be. Um, that won't be what he's wearing. Okay. Uh, I I doubt if he he's wearing anything but the black and white. I mean the black and red suit he made for himself at the end of Spider Man Three. Okay. But yeah, man, this three Peter Parker's thing, man. Yo, it's got me hyped for uh, Doctor Strange. It's got me hyped. Fucking for, heating uh, up. And also, Spider Man. You know, real quick, I was what you were saying about Peter Parker and Doctor Strange. I don't think Doctor Strange is going to be in the movie long. 
I think he may be in the movie just as long as he was in Thor um, Ragnarok. Maybe a like two or three minutes longer, but I don't I don't see him being in the movie much very long at all. I hope so, man, because like they need to move away from it. Like again, I haven't been one of those people who's been complaining about that, but at the same time, like all right, Tony's dead, so can he be on his own now, please? Just just let him be Spidey. You know, do Spidey stuff. Yeah, I I, I kind of wanted to see fucking Peter Parker and Spider Man. I want to see him mature on his own without the assistance of of the other heroes because he he'll become babied. You know, like yeah. Spider Man needs to go through a lot of hardship to to fucking, and then he needs to be able to laugh and smile through that pain. And if he's constantly being helped, he's constantly got so many resources. Peter Parker is supposed to be uh, a kid from the lower middle class. You know what I mean? Like he's supposed to be like struggling. Yeah, we saw him in an apartment. We've seen him in an apartment, but you know, he's got all these resources. You know, he did have that homemade looking suit in the very middle of um, Civil War. Great, and and the end of Homecoming, awesome, but too many resources. He's got too many. He got access to too much shit. Where Speaking it feel of, like he things are just too easy. You you know now that I think about it, isn't it kind of fucked up that Tony didn't leave him no money? Uh maybe. You think he would have left him some, some 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 racks or something? I'm just saying, Peter's out here. Peter and May well, are poor. at the same. T- oh, 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 At the same time, though, fucking <laughs> Tony didn't think he'd be able to get the kid back. And uh, when the kid died, I mean, when Tony died, he didn't. He didn't immediately think, "Oh, uh, Jarvis." Or oh whatever. shit! Yeah, you're right. So I mean, it was a five year difference. So Peter had been dead for five years. That's a good point. He literally came back like. Within two minutes, and Pete Tony died. True, true. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. I don't know, but you think he would have left? I don't know. Well, maybe you're right. He can't leave money for somebody he assumed was dead for five years. <laughs> okay, true, 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 true. Okay, all right, mm, all right. But fucking, fucking fantastic news, though. Yeah, I, I mean, Andrew Garfield supposedly is still filming a movie for with Lin Manuel Miranda. So I don't know if he's gonna. I don't know how. I don't know if he'll have a big part in whatever this upcoming movie is. But as you know, uh, I may have told you before. Fucking Peter Parker. I mean, and Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker is supposed to look like Tom Holland's Uncle Ben. So I could see that there's definitely going to be like kind of a. A father. Do they mean like a slightly younger Uncle Ben? I mean, Marissa uh, Tomei looks pretty young for her age. Uncle Ben in the Amazing Spider-Man movies was uh, played by. Give me just a second. Michael was, Sheen. Michael Sheen. I don't know if Michael Sheen and Tobey Maguire really look alike. What are you talking about? Oh wait, you said Tom Tom Holland. Yes, Uncle Ben. My bad, my bad. I thought I don't know why my brain replaced Tom Holland with Andrew Garfield. Okay, never mind. Okay, in that case, that's interesting. Okay, so I can imagine there will be a nice little arc between them going forward, and I think it'll be pretty interesting. 
Um, which, and I honestly, I could see them just inviting fucking Andrew Garfield in for like the last act of the movie. Like, okay, uh, you know, I had to go in and get one more bit of bit of hands or a bit of webs, and he brings in Andrew Garfield. But I don't know if I if I can if I if I can see that Andrew Garfield will play a large part in the movie, or at least not as big as Tobey Maguire. It's definitely Tom's movie. But I think between the three of them, it would be a little much to have Andrew, Toby, and Tom in majority of the movie together. Although, you know, it would be really dope. If you brought in um, uh, old dude, um, give me a second. His name is going to come to me. Uh, Shameek Moore, right? You bring in Shameek Moore. Nope. And he's got nope. on the the, nope. Nope. <laughs> the spray nope. paint costume, and you nope. got Miles and Rallys up in there. Now that'd be dope. Nope, nope, nope. I feel like that would be dope. I don't know. That would not. I mean, in terms of and in, in a casting standpoint, it just it, it wouldn't make sense. <laughs> so Nick Moore doesn't necessarily fit the role, the look of a Miles Morales. Black. Do you think you think Shamik Moore looks like a, a black? He probably, and, he probably knows some Spanish. You, I'm sure he can learn Spanish. Any actor can learn Spanish for a role, my man. That's not the point. Can he play a mixed black and Latino kid? I mean, no, he can, I he can play a dark skinned black kid. You can do Great. a lot of I hate, stuff. I'm not trying to put him in a box with but special effects that, these days. You trying to okay? Now you're trying to <laughs> fucking. You trying to get Marvel pissing the people off? You trying to get them fucking sued and all types of shit <laughs> going to court over racist uh, technology use? Absolutely not. Although, although we do know that Miles Morales exists in the MCU because uh, Donald Glover. Yeah, he's Childish Gambino's nephew. Yeah. So that. Ooh. So like Childish Gambino was probably uh, the Prowler too. Hmm. I mean, I don't know about that. Hmm. I'm just he saying we isn't. only know we only know of one Miles Morales. He was he was a criminal. We only know of one okay, Miles Morales we, uncle. We know, we know that. We know that. But I'm saying I wouldn't I wouldn't imagine him being the prowler like the prowler is in the comics. I would imagine him being much like the Vulture's gang. You know, where mm-hmm. they were all just kind of people with technology didn't know really is a trained thief and killer. I don't didn't really don't really get that vibe from Childish Gambino's character. Although I mean we barely like really saw him. He was in there for like a couple maybe what five minutes altogether. Uh definitely not that long. Oh even shorter than that. It was a quick scene. Yeah. All right, uh what we got next, bro? Oh, uh, what do we have next? Oscar Isaac has been cast to play Solid Snake in Sony's live-action Metal Gear Solid film adaptation from the director of Godzilla. No, not Godzilla. Um, King Kong, Skull Island. Well, you know, there's uh, one thing that's always good. It's a video game movie, right? God, I I just can't wait till we get that shit right. 
Ah, man, this one, I don't know if it'll ever, like, an, an actually good, not, like, technically good or, like, ironically good, like, a legit, just good video game movie. I don't know, man. It's possible, you know. Uh, I mean, Assassin's created a terrible job. Detective uh, Pikachu wasn't horrible. It was not. It was, it was I okay. mean, it, yeah. it was pretty, it was pretty decent. So, I mean, I think we're getting better. You know, as years progress, I still think we are a ways away before we have maybe like an MCU level comic uh, um, video game universe, video game movie, not even universe, but just a video game movie that's on the level of, you know, current superhero movies. Sonic wasn't bad, but I still feel like part of that might have been because of low expectations. Yeah, they definitely weren't high. Although, I mean, hey, Sonic the Hedgehog, there was a sequel bait at the end. So, you know, might get a franchise out of that. Perhaps. But my question becomes, okay, we're talking about casting. This is what this news is about. Mm-hmm. What do you, how do you feel about Oscar Isaac uh, being cast as Silent Snake? Uh, I'm not super familiar with the Metal Gear Solid games, but I like, I. I like Oscar Isaac as an actor. Um, yeah, he, he's, he's got... He's a pretty decent fucking actor. I'm not going to lie mm-hmm. to you. He he's got great acting chops. Now he gave his best in X Men Apocalypse. I won't hold his height against him. Um, that just wasn't the the role for him. That just was not the role for him. And he definitely was given a short stick in Star Wars. If we're being honest, he and um Finn, uh, John Boyega, John Boyega. We're both given short ends of the stick. They were alluding to a potential, you know, homosexual uh, love between the two. And then they both kind of got shafted with very small separate arcs. And um, they did them both dirty in uh, Rise of Skywalker, man. Yeah, and both oh the motherfuckers God. was happy to leave that shit. Let me tell you, they were happy. To get to get off that press tour and no longer work for they're, they're basically the new Harrison Fords. Yeah. Um, but uh, but they're not white. But yeah. Um, yeah. Um my question though, uh firstly, I, I do think he has the look for Saul Snake. I don't know this Metal Gear Solid franchise like you, but I think in terms of the look, I think he has uh, he has the look. He, I think, grows hair out a little bit. I think that's him. Put on an eye uh, patch and headband and all that. Yeah, I don't know if I. I don't know if. See, Oscar Isaac to me does not scream like a big physical actor. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't mm-hmm. scream like one of those action type of actors. Like even in Star Wars, it, it didn't seem like that was a movie he should have been in. Does that make sense? Uh, in what way? It just, I don't know. It, he just doesn't seem like the action genre is a genre that he should be in. Oh, you mean he doesn't come off as like an action movie lead? Yeah, he, yes, yeah. exactly. He doesn't give me those vibes, which I think is what it will be required for Metal Gear Solid. I mean, from what I can gather from what I've seen over the years, Solid Snake is a pretty deep, gravelly voiced badass. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know if Oscar Isaac can pull that off completely. I, like I said, the look is there. 
but I'm not sure if he can fully execute it. You know, I don't know. I'm picturing it in my head, and maybe, and you know, hey, he could always like, uh, you know, they could always like, lead a battle. Yeah, you know, um, he's but also going to be in. Wait, what? Isn't Solid Snake like half robot or half cyborg or some shit? I don't want to say the else. wrong. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Like I said, I'm not super I think familiar I'm of with Machina. it. You might be thinking I, of Ex Machina. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of that. But there is another one. There, there's like four characters that all look the same. <laughs> Am I lying? There's like they all look like Solid Snake. There's at least four characters that all look like Solid Snake. Fucking ridiculous. But also, my biggest question is with this casting. Does this kind of rule him out from playing Moon Knight? I don't know. Well, he I don't know, man. Dude's been working a lot lately. He's in he's gonna be in that new Dune movie too. Um yeah, that's so already maybe, done. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know, maybe. Uh because I was hmm. never I to be honest with you, I was never a big fan of him as Moon Knight. Like I don't I just I just wasn't. I'm, I'm just still not a big fan. I, like, again, he is a great actor, and I think he could be capable in many things, but I just didn't see him in that role. I could see him I could see him as another hero, maybe. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I just, not as Moon Knight. Not as a character whose face is covered primarily. I... But then again, what am I saying? Robert Downey Jr. played a character who, who wore an iron mask. Well, yeah, there you go. But still, I just, I, I, I'm still just not a fan of it because I don't know. It just doesn't, it just, I, just, I'm hoping that this kind of rules him out because I would love for somebody else to get the role. Like, again, I, I mentioned they were looking at David Diggs. Oh, to play Moon Knight? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah actually, yeah. I, our source confirmed it and I can't, I'm forgetting his name. I can't believe I'm drawing a blank. But, Tick, Tick was in talk. Tick from um, oh, was in talks to play Moon Knight before they cast him as Kang the Conqueror. Uh, hold on just a second. I'm about to get his actor's name. I'm with a J, I think. Just a second. Ah, I got it here. Jonathan Majors. Majors. Boom, you owe me a soda. Oh, wait, Jinx, you owe me a soda. Anyway. No, nah, you already said boom, it's too late. Fuck. Anyway, um, yeah, so they were looking at Jonathan Majors for the role a few months ago before they cast him as Kang. So, um, have we talked cast- about have we talked about that? Jonathan Majors playing Kang? Yeah, we did a while did? ago. Okay. Was okay. Months ago, buddy. Um, but yeah, uh, I hope he does it well. I hope he he's a convincing badass. I hope he does better than he did in fucking Star Wars. And I hope he's much more convincing than he was as Apocalypse in X-Men Apocalypse. Do you think that out of all the main three leads in the new Star Wars movies, Oscar Isaacs is the one getting the, the main like boost um, off of Star Wars? Probably, which is funny seeing as though he his arc was definitely the smallest. Oh yeah, he didn't really do shit in the first one. Uh, second one, oh. he did a bit more, but they made him stupid. And then third one was like, eh. 
Because remember in the first one, he was helping Finn, and then he just out of nowhere disappeared, and then because we thought he fucking exploded. Remember? Yeah. Wasn't wasn't um what's his character's name? BB-8. No, his character's name, Oscar Isaac. Oh, what is his character's name? Oh my god. That forgettable. Finn. Finn ah, uh, Jesus. What what were their what was their ship name? That's gonna help me remember. Um. Oh my god, I can't remember. Wow, what the hell? He uh, was Captain Poe Dameron. Yes, there we go. Poe Poe Dameron. Gotcha. Uh, wasn't Poe supposed to, originally gonna die in the first movie before they changed their mind? Yeah, I thought so. I, and yeah, I don't know. I don't remember that movie very well. But Jesus Christmas hell in the handbasket. <sighs> that movie was I mean his his role, that character, it could have been anybody playing it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he got to show a little bit more in uh Last Jedi and slightly more in Rise of Skywalker, but the less said about Rise of Skywalker the better. Yes, yes. All right. All right. Well, interesting casting. I hope he's convincing. Um, again, I think he has a good look, and we hope it's a a, uh, a decent video game adaptation because we know those are normally stinkers. Anyway, what do we have next, Adu? In a game-changing move. Now, nah, fuck that. Earth-shattering move. Ooh, I like that. Go on. Warner Brothers has made the decision that Uh will likely change the film industry. What? Go on. Maybe forever. It was reported a few weeks back that Wonder Woman 84 would release in theaters and stream for free on HBO Max on Christmas Day for one month only. Oh, I did not know it would only be for one month only. Okay, that part is news to me. It was reported as of Wednesday that Warner Brothers will continue with this release model releasing all of their major 2021 films like Suicide Squad, Dune, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat and uh, Godzilla vs. King Kong for them all to be released in theaters as well as HBO Max for simultaneously one month per film. Before we go forward, I just again want to make clear they are not because some people are confused by this. They will not be released all on one day. They will no, be no, no, no. Yeah, same no. day that they come out in theaters. So yes, each film has its own release date throughout the year, and once it's released on that date in theaters, that same day it will also be streaming on HBO Max. So it will be streaming on HBO Max and released in theaters the same day for one month. There may be overlap because there's 17 movies being, I think there's at least 17 movies being released next year. So there's likely going to be some overlap, but each movie released will be released for one month on the day it is released after the day it is released, which. This is big. This is huge. This is, this is, this will forever change the dichotomy of our reliance on going to a movie theater. And I don't know what this event is that Disney has coming up for December 10th, but bro, you better believe if fucking Warner Brothers announced, when Warner Brothers announced they were doing Wonder Woman 1984 and they were releasing that on Christmas Day, a few weeks back, same day as uh, Pixar's Soul. 
exactly. You better believe fucking Disney head honchos, Bob Iger, whoever, Kevin Feige, they're all over there thinking, we got to release Black Widow while the fire is still hot. We've, we've, we've given this movie like three or four release dates. We got to release this shit soon. And they're probably going to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to do the same thing as they did with Mulan. If they're smart, they're not going to because that's where they fucked up, making people pay 30 extra dollars for a service they're already paying for. But my to, question, to my question Mulan. has been since, since I've heard this news, how does Disney get returns on, on these movies? Because I, they're clearly not being paid per stream if they own the streaming platform. So I know they're getting paid per um, account. account, but is that enough to make back the money they, they've spent on these films? I doubt it. Because I mean, but let's, let's be clear here. If we're looking at the numbers here, um, Disney is Disney in its first year has made 75 000, uh, million subscribers. Wait, what? In so its how, first that, year. How many subscribers? 75 million. Ooh, damn. Wow. That are still like currently on there? Yeah. Mm. That is a huge number. It is. As of last year, 2019. As of 2019, fucking Netflix had 200 million subscribers. Netflix has been around for I don't know how long. 10 plus years. Long at 200 million. And Disney is already like a a quarter of the way there, over a fourth of the way there. It's fucking huge. And they're projected to be at 200 million subscribers by 2023. Do you know the numbers on HBO Max? HBO Max right now is hovering between 35 and 50 million subscribers. But I do want to point out they did release quite a few months after Disney Plus. Although they, they both released this year. Mm-hmm. Wait, did, did Disney Plus release uh, this year? I think... It might have been late 2019, actually. Yeah, yeah. it had to have been because the Mandalorian Season 1 was in 2019. Right. Okay, so it's been about a year for Disney. Disney Plus. And they're at fucking 75. Uh, fucking... HBO Max is between 35 and 50 mil. That is not a as much as I'm sure they would like to be at. But with this move, with this move, this this release schedule or this model, I'm sure this shit's about to go up. I'm sure the, the fucking stock prices and fucking HBO Max is about to go through the roof, especially closer towards Wonder Woman 1984 releasing. But well, another funny thing is the same day that Warner Brothers uh, announced these are, they were releasing these movies, the stock price in AMC went plummeting. Mm. Plummeting. Mm. They, they, they released it around uh, that statement around 1.30 hour time. And around 2 o'clock, the fucking stocks started plummeting. Fucking crazy. This could be and I know they're claiming, oh, this is just a temporary solution 
until you know we can get things back in order. Fuck it, fuck that. I don't believe that shit for a second. This is probably going to be like a, a a permanent, a semi-permanent thing they're doing. If because, they well, because when you only... think about it, it makes sense because. They can market themselves. They don't have to pay licensing fees for them for for their properties that they own. True. They would have had to have done that. They would have True. had to have shared those those fees if they had given it to a streaming service like Netflix. True. Netflix paid, I think I saw eighteen billion in licensing fees alone, just to borrow movies and TV shows. I mean, did you look at how much they paid for fucking Friends? Uh, HBO Max? Uh, no, no, uh, Netflix. I, I don't, but doesn't HBO Max own Friends now? No, yeah, no, no. Before HBO Max was a thing, like oh Netflix no, I, I don't. Crazy amount H- for Friends. HBO Max was paying for licensing fees, paying for their own original content, paying for their own marketing. Fucking Disney and HBO Max, all I gotta do is pay for their own content to be made and marketing. A hundred huh? million, by the way. What? Netflix play, paid $100 million to stream Friends. Good fucking... $100 million, my nigga. Look, I like Friends, but it ain't that goddamn funny to be paying $100 million for Friends. Dude, I don't like Friends at all. <laughs> like, damn, bro. Maybe if it was like Martin or fucking Fresh Prince or like, I don't know, something funnier. The Office... But you paid a hundred million for friends. Jesus. Thank you for being a friend. Another show that's probably worth a hundred million, but not friends. <sighs> Golden Girls. <sighs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this is this is this is some game changing shit. It is. These streaming, imagine- wars, these streaming wars are getting bloody, bro. Yeah, Netflix is. I don't know what they're gonna do. I mean, shit. HBO, I mean, not HBO, but Disney's catching up. HBO is not too far behind. It is. And plus, the, the Netflix originals that people actually like, they keep on canceling them after like two or three seasons. So it's like, well, people are going to be like, well, then what's even left to watch on here? Yes, exactly. And you know what's funny? I was watching this video and it was, and it was discussing, uh, do you know who John Camp is? Uh, probably, but go, go ahead. Is he was camp saying, he was saying, huh? Is it camp with a K? It's not with a C, but he was saying that it is absolutely brilliant what HBO Max is doing. They're releasing it for a month and then they're, they have like 17 films where there's going to be overlap. That is creating an artificial sense of urgency. Because it is telling people, hey guys, we have these great movies we know you want to see, and you you got to get HBO Max to see them. But the catch is they'll only be available for a month. And when you when you think about it, like I said earlier, there's going to be overlap with those movies. People are going to be like, okay, well, this movie comes out in December, all right, Wonder Woman 1984, and then a movie comes. I think fucking Mortal Kombat comes out in fucking January. Uh, right i guess i won't cancel my subscription just yet mm-hmm. oh another movie the suicide squad in, in march oh guess mm-hmm. i won't cancel my subscription it's just it's it's genius it's, it's giving the fucking the viewer the consumer a reason to stay subscribed 
And if you're like me and you like watching movies more than once when they come out, you don't you ain't gotta go nowhere. You just go right to the streaming service. Boom, it's right there. You can watch as many times as you want for a month. I mean, shit, you're fine. You you yeah. you, you stay in the comfort of your own home. As if you have a nice big screen TV or or projector or whatever, mm-hmm. you are ma- fucking made in the shade. But you you know it, it is it's a part of it is a little sad because it's like I, I thought I've thought about this. I think the ex, the the movie theater experience to a lot of people. Maybe not to everyone, but to like a lot of people, is more. It's a sacred thing. Yeah, it's it's more it's more popular than like movie theater chains. Let's be real here. No one is like, oh yeah, I fucking love AMC, Regal Theaters. That's my shit. Like no one, no one really goes up for movie theater chains like that. But they do like the movie theater experience. Yeah, but I also think that with coronavirus, it is definitely throwing a lot of people off. That's no matter. Right. No matter what safety precautions they they claim they make or that they actually make, people are always going to be skeptical. This mm-hmm. this 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 virus has really made people afraid. Um, not enough, if you ask me, but it has made people afraid to sit down in a theater and be in a room full of strangers, not knowing where they've come from, where they've been, what they have, what they don't have. So it makes it the convenience of being at home that much more effective at least in terms of economic growth for um this the streaming service this is very interesting to me because if you know anything about your movie theater history um the the way the movie theater system is now came out of uh, the last time there was a major pandemic like movie, movie, like movie studios. You remember movie studios used to like own their own theaters, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then the last major pandemic totally changed that by having I don't I don't remember the guy's name, but it was like the super rich dude. He bought up the theaters because the movie studios they were you know losing money from owning their own theaters. So all right, we gotta sell the theaters. So it's just interesting to me that this new pandemic is again really changing up the movie theater system. Yeah, it sure is. But this is good for fans like you and me. We don't gotta leave mm-hmm. the comfort of our own house. Mm-hmm. We ain't gotta pay for movie ticket prices. We don't gotta buy popcorn if we want. We can fucking pop our own fucking popcorn at home. We can have we can sneak Chipotle into the theater because guess what? The theater is in our own motherfucking bedroom. You ain't gotta worry about uh, parents bringing their kids to very much yeah. not kid friendly movies. Yeah, you don't gotta worry about no crying ass babies. No people getting up in the middle of the screen. I ever tell you about this one time oh. that this dude was eating out of a Tupperware right next to me while I was watching Spider-Man Far From Home? Yes, he did. I did. I told you about this. Out of a Tupperware. Like, right next to Big dude, too. Like, he, he was kind of on my armrest and everything. Like, god damn, bro. A Tupperware? Shit, man. <laughs> and, you know, you Tupperware, you got your arms, you know, they're bent. So, you know, his arms is bent over and shit. And he's eating out of it like... Fuck, but yeah, man. Hey, this is this is this is some major shit. This is some major yeah, shit. This is this is some some things are bound to change, and you know, other studios are probably bound to follow. One hundred percent. Yeah, because fucking Universal, they they got the fucking Fast and Furious franchise and Transformers and all types of, and they I, what they're trying to get the um no that's Paramount for Transformers. Um. But Universal, Paramount, Sony, 
They're going to need places for their shit to stream. And I'm sure that like Netflix or HBO Max will be up for the buy. But I'm sure, but what I'm hoping, what I'm praying to God is that because of Warner Brothers' move with their streaming service as well as Disney's, that studios like Universal, Sony, Paramount, I'm hoping they don't opt to make their own streaming service. Well, I would say um, Sony already kind of has a relationship with Disney. So I would be, I mean, maybe it's a little contentious, but I would be surprised if they wouldn't. And, just, uh, well, you know, and while I'm thinking about it, fucking Paramount owns CBS All Access. Oh, well, and, there you go. And CBS All Access is actually supposed to be re, renamed Paramount Plus, I think, in the future. <clears throat> That's okay. I don't know. Maybe workshop that name. I'm not a fan of that name. Plus, I feel like, I mean, there's a reason why HBO Max didn't go with like Warner Brothers Mega or some shit. You know, it's a more recon. HBO is a more recognizable name than. I feel like WB Max would have been great. Eh. I I miss the days of HBO. HBO right now in 2020, HBO has a more like out there like you know popular face than like wb i feel yeah at least in terms of critics and their shows and shit so yeah absolutely but you you know i you think that these services will one day take overtake netflix because i also it, it, i don't know if you heard about this but rumors are going around that disney is thinking of combining hulu and disney plus oh yeah that's a, that's that that's i've heard that I wouldn't say it's a rumor. I feel like it's definitely going to happen. Since oh, it's they definitely, own them, yeah. Since they own both. It makes sense. It make, Yeah, it makes sense because it will allow them to have um, a, an adult section as well as a family-oriented section. And so, so once that happens, do you think either the, like, the Disney Plus Hulu conglomerate or like uh, HBO Max will one day overtake Netflix? Overtake? I would say maybe not overtake, but I would say there'll definitely be stiff competition. Because let's not forget, let's not forget here that um, Netflix is trying to get all types of deals with big actors, big directors, big creators frequently. True. And One thing that Netflix has on the others, original content. Absolutely. I mean, they all have, they all can have their own original content, but Netflix has a treasure trove of original content in terms of series and movies, even if they're B movies or C level movies. But of course, like, at the same time, like their original shows, they, they only be keeping them around for like two or three seasons. Two or three seasons. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. I guess they said, listen, you got three seasons, you had to make the arc count. But. Look at look at Stranger Things. Stranger Things is going to four, season four. That's probably like the the big Netflix heavyweight right now. Oh, Stranger Things. Yeah, it's fucking great, bro. I can't wait. I can't wait till this Christmas Day. I can't wait till twenty twenty. I really wish that Batman was coming out, but I'll be okay. What, what did I say? We got the Batman. That come out like Suicide Squad. Batman come out in like two years, right? Yeah, it comes out in 2022. It was supposed to be this year, but um, 
of course, coronavirus halted everything initially. And then when they did start work filming again, Robert Pattinson got the corona, which held things up a little bit more. And so they're just pushing things to 2022. Well, I mean, they're doing well, actually, I wouldn't be assuming because, you know, that uh, that uh, COVID vaccine, we'll see how that turns out. But like assuming everything goes back to normal, do you think with Batman they would do the same thing or they would just send that straight to theaters? I feel like they want to send it to theaters so they can make their most money because it's fucking Batman. Mm-hmm. You want to, you know, you got money coming in when you're making a Batman movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. And streams are great, but I know they know that they need they need a, a monetal hit. Well, uh, we've been talking about HBO Max for a while, and I believe last week was the last week that this came out on HBO Max. Uh, no, it was like two two, two weeks? weeks ago. Okay, yeah, two weeks two weeks ago, HBO Max released uh the Fresh Prince of Bel Air reunion special. How crazy is it walking in here? (laughs) (laughs) I've always been able to recognize chemistry. Will and Alfonso, from the very beginning, were just playmates. This is my brother Carlton. He knows we can't afford any bigger clothes, so he just doesn't grow. Nobody ever asked me if I could act. <laughs> this joke And you couldn't. <laughs> I had no aspirations to act. Jeff turned down the show literally 10 times. Will is very good at talking me into things. They said, oh, we want you to audition for this new sitcom with a rapper. I said, oh, pass. <laughs> and it, it, was, it was a hit. You know, it was a hit online. Everyone watched it. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. It's very interesting to me. Fresh Prince, for as long as I've been alive, Fresh Prince of Bel Air has never not been popular. You know, there's never been like a period of time where people went, eh, I don't, I don't know about Fresh Prince. Like it never fell to the wayside and then came back and been popular again. You know what I mean? Like, right. m- like maybe like Saved by the Bell was there, right? But eh, people wasn't really messing with it. But then it'll be, you know, people watch it again. Fresh Prince's, Fresh Prince of Bel Air's popularity has been pretty consistent. You know the Carlton dance, and you know it. It was. It was really. It, cool. it, it. It definitely helps that its main star went on to be an even bigger star. That too. That too. That that Will Smith man. Will Smith. He's he's arguably the biggest star in Hollywood. I arguably, would say. some would say is The Rock. Oh well, yeah, The Rock. That's a good ass point. Yeah, either Will Smith or The Rock. But yeah, man. Um, and it was really dope to see the whole cast come back. You know, you know, they got little Nikki in there. I they was got... shocked when I, I did. I didn't think Nikki was gonna be in there, but then they brought him out. I was like, "Oh shit!" Of course, and of course, they brought him in at the very end. Yeah, man. But also, I guess because he was in the very last season. Yeah, and um, so I'm not gonna lie. You know, I'm not too proud to admit I I teared up while watching the reunion. I did. It was, oh, it was, it was, baby, bitch. it was, it was, yay, man. You know, real niggas can show emotion <laughs> if they, if they so choose. All right. That's, that's that toxic masculinity. That's, that's what your problem is. 
But right. yeah, man, uh, it was. Really... I just cried watching Brother Bear the other day. Don't talk. <laughs> hey, you want to talk about me, nigga? You watching Brother Bear? I, I, at least I'm crying over people and not drawings. Okay. Okay, I'm crying. Look over out of here. Art. How dare you? Yeah. But yeah, man, seeing the whole cast together, everyone looks amazing too. My God, Tatiana Ali is 41 years old and looks like she could be 25. That is, eh? She, but bruh, that is insane to me. But yeah, man, every everyone looked great. Um, it was really, it was really like. Hurtful. See, Jeffrey, Jeffrey just couldn't couldn't let go of that fading hairline. <laughs> hey, man, don't come for that man's hairline. He's 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 a legend. Leave Forget, him alone. I was looking at everybody's head <laughs> besides Jeffrey's. I'm like, everybody's hairline is sprayed in. <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> DJ Jazzy Jeff's hairline was sprayed in. Carlton's shit was sprayed in. Will's shit was sprayed in. I'm like, damn, y'all. For real? I, did, I didn't think there was anything wrong with their hair lines. Listen, I, I'm a man who loves his, his haircut, so I pay attention to people's shit. <laughs> and their shit was just... It was a little pushed back, so they had to sp- spray it spray it in forward. Damn. They had a nice little um a little tribute to James Avery who played yeah. on the film. Oh my god, that was the part that really made me tear up, bro. The James Avery tribute, man. That shit was sad, bro. Yeah, he he and Will definitely had a very tight relationship on the set, off the set. Like you really like they showed all this old behind the scenes footage, you know, from ET, just from filming in general, period. And yeah. you could tell like they they said that that was truly a second family that they it, the chemistry between them all was just perfect it was like being in an actual family so like overall how did you feel about the reunion like as as like how it was done and like what they I said? think it was done wonderfully I'm I mean they were able to uh erect the entire set like chair by chair they even brought in the old TV they erected everything from that set uh, just so that they could have their reunion, and it was, it was, it was clearly a surreal moment for for us as the audience, but it was definitely a surreal moment for them, you know, having been off the set for some twenty odd plus years. Yeah, it was probably like a major like feeling of deja vu for them. Yeah, little even the guy who plays little Nicky, you know, he was like, it's just like my childhood. I feel like I'm back on the set as a kid. Oh, man, that, that shit, man. You know, honestly, it made me just want to go and binge a whole bunch of Fresh Prince right after I watched it. It's true, it's truly, it was truly revolutionary in its time. It was, I mean, it was, man, it was the the, the, the way. And for that, and for that series to have been Will Smith's first acting job. That too, on. when when they pointed out that in the first season, um, he would just memorize oh, everyone's lines. He was memorizing and, everybody's lines yeah. and speaking them at the same time. Yeah, that was what yeah. I actually noticed. Did you? Is that the first time you ever noticed that? Yeah, I never, I never went back that far to go look. I noticed that. I actually noticed that because I've rewatched the show a million times, probably just off of syndication alone. But yeah, I, I've noticed that before. That's hilarious. Um. And and I you know what I really did not know I really thought that the whole Fresh Prince like thing like the whole storyline mm-hmm. I really thought that was based on Real Smith's life but it wasn't it was yeah. based off 
off uh, of ben, some white executive. Benny Medina. Wait, Benny Medina is. Let me double check. Are you? Sh- I think Benny Medina is black, dude. Yeah, Benny Medina is black. Oh, okay. Well, it was based off of his life. Yeah, yeah. He was a. He's a music producer. Um. Yeah. I. I. I'm. I'm low key kind of a Fresh Prince super fan. So some of the, some of the stuff I knew already. Like the the for the long same for the longest time I thought it was also based off of Will Smith's life. Will Smith didn't actually have a good relationship with his dad, and he had an uncle phone in his life. All that. No, the, Will Smith has a fine relationship with his dad, but the show is actually based off of Benny Medina's life. And uh, the, I don't the, know if that's true because wasn't Will Smith's dad abusive to his mom? No, from yes, he was. Are you he sure? Said, he said, I watched my father hit my mother in the face. I remember him an interview where he said he saw his mother being abused by his father. I don't know. I don't, are you I sure? Mean, I think, I think yeah. his, his dad might be dead as well, though. Yeah, he is. But uh, from what I read, he actually had a well, here it says he had a complicated relationship with him, which means a bad one. But I mean, I don't know. Uh, he says it's okay. I, I don't want to say for sure if it was abusive or anything because I'm I'm not entirely sure. But he, okay, he did say his dad had kind of had a temper. But yeah, so it, regardless, the point, the, the major, the major point is that the show was not based off of Will Smith's life. It was based off of Benny Medina's life, who you know came up with the concept, and them that both of them brought it to uh, Quincy Jones and. They made Will Smith perform yeah. audition on the spot. Gave him, gave him like 10 minutes to prepare. And that's all it took. And now we have this iconic black sitcom that's arguably the best sitcom of all time. Arguably, yes. Yeah. Uh, it's, that's, that's crazy, bro. And, you know, it's very... It's, I like how they touched on how much of an influence that Quincy Jones had, at least on the first season, because... Like I said, I've been rewatching it. When you rewatch the first season, like all in a row, like that, you really notice music has a very like strong presence, at least in season one, which mm-hmm. makes sense because Quincy Jones is a music producer. But yeah, compared to the other seasons, season one, man, that it has a very music has a very strong presence on there. Um, and of course, whatever the 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 major thing everyone was excited to see was the return of dark skin and viv and viv number janet hubert janet hubert um so how did you feel about the the meeting between will smith and janet hubert i felt it was it was amazing like they those two have had bad blood for 27 years that's a long time to hold a grudge i can't even be mad for like five minutes well, I understand. Hearing her side, I completely understand why she, oh, yeah. she did. It was she justified. Was a, yeah. She was a um, a black woman, a dark skinned black actress on a very successful show. You know, probably making good money at the time. She gets pregnant. She's in an abusive marriage. Her family disowns her. Will Smith, you know, he feels threatened by her pregnancy and all this, and he gets her, he, you know, gets her fired. And she loses her career. She loses her credibility. Well, from Will Smith's side, um, he said that she was being difficult on set. But also on the flip side, considering what was going on in her life, I could understand why she would be. But being Will Smith said, but but her being difficult was literally her just not wanting to talk to everybody. That yeah. was that's not being difficult. That's having boundaries. 
Well, yeah, true. That's her not being able to know who she can trust, you know, because she was yeah. going through such hardships at the time. Yeah. And uh, I mean, Will Smith was young at the time, and of course, I I get it. You know, sometimes when you're when you're up and coming and you see your star is rising and rising and rising, he even said he saw everybody as a threat. Everybody. And so he made sure he eliminated what could what could have potentially have ruined his career. And instead ended up ruining her whole life. It's yeah. crazy. It's crazy how a 27 year grudge honestly probably could have been deaded with just maybe like one conversation. A long time ago, you know? Yeah, but she's but I mean, they both just stoked the flame. Like yeah. she would talk mad shit years later. He would talk he would respond talking shit and it would just be a, a back and forth and then they would then it would just go away yeah. and then it would happen again years later so that's 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 how shit happens that's that's yeah. how life happens that's how family happens that's how re- work relationship happens this is how things happen not all the time but unfortunately this was and this was a specific scenario in which it did it's sad too, because Jenny Hubert, you really see like Jenny Hubert was crazy talented. She, she was, was a good dancer. actress. Yeah, she dancer. Was, she was a great actress. She was she was a dark skinned queen. Like we could have, I don't. It, it, it sucks. We it feels like we were like cheated. Yeah, cheated out of like a a, a great like Jenny Hubert acting do, run or something. Do you think that the show would have continued if she had stayed on? Like it would have lasted another season if she stayed on. Um, I don't. Well, here's the thing. From what I can see, behind the scenes issues never really affected the on-screen performances. So I, I don't see why not. And it was really it's weird. Not like, it's they... not like the show ever suffered from what was going on behind the scenes. Well, right. other other than maybe no no shade to like light skin Aunt Viv, but other than maybe the recasting of Aunt Viv, and that's that's not as much as her fault as it is the writers for whatever reason kind of diminishing Aunt Viv's role in the last three seasons. And then I think they tried to keep her under contract. Told her even though she was pregnant, she would not get paid, but she could not work anywhere else. Yeah, and which I mean, shit, man. When you're going through that, and at the same time you're pregnant, and at the same time you got an abusive husband at home who just lost his job. I mean, that's a lot, you know. And it's like on one hand you have all this going on, which I mean, of course, anyone who has all that going on, you might be quote unquote difficult to people around you. But at the same time, it's like from their point of view, it's like you're not telling us anything, so we're just thinking like you want more money or something. But also, it's like. It's, I mean, it's like, I don't know, man. It's complicated because it's like she doesn't have to tell anyone, but like also, it's like, well, you can't blame people for thinking it's something else because you're not telling them nothing, you know? I don't know. Right. It's complicated. It really is. It's complicated, bro. But, you know, and it's same. I felt the same way seeing Will Smith and Janet. I just, I can't believe we were actually witnessing it happen before our eyes. It was like watching the planets collide. It was crazy. Yeah. I mean, even when Will announced, when he was starting to talk about her, did you notice how everyone's body language kind of changed? Yeah. Everyone was, was like, like what, mm, who's coming? What are, you, what are you doing, Will? What, what's going and, on here? And, and they tried to bring up that fucking... Um, Alfonso Rivera. No, what was Al- Alfonso Rivera, that nigga was gone. <laughs> Did you notice that? As yeah, but they, they said 
But they said that he was actually filming his game show that day, and the day that Janet came on was a, was that day he was filming. Mm, so that's very convenient. I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. I don't that know. was very especially sketchy. when he he shows up again at the end of the reunion, or at least like the little after credits uh, during the credit stuff. I don't know, man. That seems kind of convenient to me. Cause I mean, hey, again. I get it, because Janet Huber did say some wild stuff about him, too. So if he was still like, yeah, I still don't really mess with her. Uh, all right. But I mean, come on, bro. And even Janet Huber said, no, guys, we're, I, we're, we're fine. Like on Twitter, she said they're fine. But I don't know. It was very But in a, a, a follow up radio interview, she said, yeah, Alfonso was the most disparaging or discouraging to me. Oh, after the reunion? Yeah, she 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 had uh, said that in a radio interview. I I had heard it. Well, well, I mean, his his uh, his random disappearance was very noticeable. So I mean, hey, I think he was the only one who didn't give her a hug. Oh, and how how wild is it that like light skin and Viv and dark skin and Viv that was the first time they ever met. Which I guess when you think about it, like why would they meet? So I guess it makes sense. But also, it's like that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't meet your replacement for this show. <laughs> yeah, I, was, uh, I wouldn't even want to talk to him, you know. But yeah, man, that's so seeing that too, that was like wild. That's <laughs> uh, like almost like a like a like a mini crossover or some shit, you know. Fucking great, great reunion. It was. This this I mean, is like one of the only reunions I could see myself watching more than once. You know what was funny? I actually thought when they first announced this, I thought it was it would have been like an actual like one-off episode mm-hmm. of them in the future. Well, don't hold your breath. That might still happen. We'll see. We already know that uh that uh Riverdale style reboots of uh Fresh Prince is coming up soon. So you think Will Smith will cameo in that series? Oh absolutely. One hundred percent. You know, I wouldn't be surprised to see him. And I'm honestly, I'm actually kind of excited about it because when you think about it, Fresh Prince's plot, it's a, it's a little dark. I mean, they they get some comedy out of it, but it is it could be a little dark if you if you tweaked it a little bit, right? Because ultimately, right. Will was basically leaving Bel Air because of like, was it were they gang, gang were violence? They just, yeah, 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 violence. And he was like, all right, gotta get out of here because it's a little too dangerous, you know. So yeah, I, uh, this is what my mama said. Yeah, but yeah, man, you. Th- I have a I have a question for you. Was Fresh Prince the first sitcom to use meta humor? They they said it was, but I don't have anything to compare it to to say for certain. Well, uh, well, when you think about it, Saved by the Bell, kind of does. Right. Cause, yeah. Cause, yeah, he freezes the screen and then he talks to the audience. So I guess Saved by the Bell kind of does that. All right. Well. Yeah. Well, I'll say one of the first early, earlier, especially the way they use meta humor, like, oh, if we saw Red Chuckle, we ain't got no ceiling. Or, you know, Will, especially in season one, constantly looking at the camera. Mm. You know, stuff like that. But yeah, man, Fresh Prince is a it's a it's a it's a great show. It's probably my favorite sitcom of all time. Really? Yeah. Either either Fresh Prince or Martin. But probably Fresh Prince. So, uh, any final comments on the Fresh Prince reunion? Um, I think it was. I think it was well done. I think it was um, great interactions between the former cast members. Um, I, I think the um, 
the clearing of things between Janet and Will was therapeutic. You know, like you're never too old to apologize and never too old to forgive. And Janet even said that uh, her her credibility has started to come back since since the um, the special. I really hope we start to see her in more stuff. I mean, as a matter of fact, Will Will's got a production company, man. You know, put her in some movies or something, man. Overbrook Productions, right? So you know, hey, I, I really do hope we see Janet Hubert in more stuff, man. She's crazy talented. It's a yeah. great show. Yeah, yeah, it is. Last thing we got here. We want to give a special shout out and a, a sincere rest in peace to David Prose, who at the age of 85 died of prostate cancer. He was a three-time British weightlifting champion, Frankenstein's monster in the 1970s, the horror of Frankenstein, and was most famous for playing Darth Vader in all three original movies, at least the physical Darth Vader. Yeah, man. I mean, there's probably a lot of kids who, uh, in the last movie when Darth Vader took his mask off, went, wait, he's not black? You know? Uh, was that him in the makeup? Yeah, I be- yeah, it was him. He was the uh, the physical, like, the actual on-set Darth Vader, and uh, James Earl Jones was uh, the, uh, I mean, the voice of Darth Vader. Remember at, I don't know if you remember at the end of Return of the Jedi, that didn't even look like the same guy. Return of the... Yeah, it was him, wasn't it? I, when they took the helmet off of Darth Vader? Yeah, that was him. Wow. Anakin really grew ugly. <laughs> Those th- yeah, man. Well, yeah, hey, like that's that's a that's a serious like loss right there, man. Like that's Darth Vader, you know. Yeah, he was, at least one half of Darth Vader. Yeah, he he was a part of a community of 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 actors, uh specifically character actors. Who would always be used for their size and their their physical stature and nature? You know, there's not many people who can match up to the size of Darth Vader, the intensity of his character. You know, of of that of that actor's presence. You know, so he set a precedent for how big actors or you know um, actors who are, I guess, covered in makeup or wearing things to cover their face he set a precedent and he probably inspired an entire generation of little boys and girls and actresses and actors who are just there to be characters not there to be faced not there to be known for their face but there to be known for the way they disappear and he definitely had a very physical presence as darth vader too darth vader was a big dude yeah yeah He's sure he a very, very tall, intimidating figure. Yeah, and, and even when you saw him in Rogue One, he was huge. I know it wasn't. I don't think it wasn't the same guy. Uh, no, he, I don't. I don't think it was. Yeah. So rest in peace. Rest in peace, David Prose. Um, slight correction. He was being treated for prostate cancer at the time, but it is unclear if that is what his cause of death was. So just a very small, slight correction. Okay. Yeah, man. Rest in peace to Dave Pros. Yeah. And that's the end of the show. We hope you've liked what you heard today from, from casting to game-changing news 
episode in and episode out. We love to tell you these bits of news, these these stories, give you our opinion pieces, and we appreciate our listeners for tuning in, to subscribing, to sharing, to following us on our various social media platforms, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, whether you're following us on Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud. You said Apple Music again. God damn it, Apple Podcasts. Whether you're following us on any of the major streaming platforms or you're just happening to listen to us anywhere, we appreciate you and we thank you. Adu, where can they um, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and IG at Adu underscore man. That is one A two D's one O underscore. <clears throat> oh, they're getting a little dry. Underscore M A N. I want to lubricate that, buddy. See, why'd you have to say lubricate, man? Why do you gotta why you gotta make it weird? <laughs> Drink some water. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Get it all out. Uh, yeah. I've been talking for a long time. Uh, yeah, follow me on PSN at admant. That is one A two D's M A N T. Where can they find you, bro? Shit, I don't know. You, you, you don't know your own stuff. No, I forgot. I get okay. I guess you can follow me on Instagram at one handsome geek. All one word, spelled how it sounds. One handsome geek. You can follow me on Twitter. At handsome blurred, like the name of our show, blurs words from blurs, but I'm the handsome one. Can't say the same for a do. Um, That's because I'm beautiful. Yes, sure. And you can follow me on PSN at mystery nine nine seven. Don't forget, you can follow the show words from blurs spelled how it sounds on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. Follow. You said Apple Twitter. Music again. I said Apple Podcast. I know, I'm just fucking with you. God damn it, you're going to fuck me up. Anyway, um, you can follow us um, on Twitch, streams from Blurds. Um, make sure to tell your friends. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to comment. Make sure to tell us what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show. We may or may not give a fuck, but we definitely will appreciate all compliments. That has been the show. We're, we're the words one of the blurs we've given you so many words we've talked for so long thank you tune in for the next episode peace out black lives matter all the time <laughs>